Um, so this is a very serious moment, and we can, when we, when we, if we have the ear of, well, we will have the ear of the Russians. They're not going to have a choice, and I think we need to remind them that that they are not engaged in any military operation. They are engaged in a crime, a crime against humanity, a crime of genocide, a crime of aggression. These are all crimes in violation of 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 the, of the Geneva Convention, of course, the United Nations Conventions, the treaties but also the norms of human behavior, the norms of human behavior. Humans do these, to, to, do these sorts of things to each other, unfortunately. Animals don't. So this is, this is, this is just beyond the pale of any kind of, uh, of, 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 of behavior. Of, 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 and, and it just, I'm rendered speechless just going through the statute again. So those are the types of things that we should be reminding. And I think, I think the, the projection tonight is going gonna, is gonna to be very powerful in this context. Thank you. Appreciate it. Let's go to Joseph. Yeah, thanks, guys. So uh, I heard the news. Uh, it's, it's exciting. Uh, so I don't uh, have a, a big history with civil activism or anything like that. So I don't have a, a, you know, the next great idea, I don't think. But just my thought generally was um, in terms of like Russian embassies, right? Um, we talk a little bit about on the space how Russia clearly uses their embassy for uh, various criminal, it's, you know, just another front business in their criminal empire, mm -hmm. right? So um, I don't know if we could have any kind of just general mm -hmm. information to talk about either that specific embassy or just Russian embassies in general and how they're used for criminal activities. It might be kind of, uh, I don't know, just to, to, to educate our audience and uh, maybe, uh, you know, br bring attention to the fact that, uh, you know, containing Russian embassies is, is a good idea for countries. That's all I got. Sorry. I can give a low-level anecdote about that, but just to illustrate how so fundamentally corrupt these people are. Uh, I used to work for an international organization, the Council of Europe, and uh, Russia was a member until it got kicked out this year, and they had a, a representation uh, in the in the French town of Strasbourg, and uh, they were they were right next to the they were right next to the uh, to our building. They presumably had some kind of parabolic listening device listening in on on. The committee rooms or whatever and uh we one of the privileges uh, of the senior staff at this organization was that they could uh they could buy a car and put diplomatic plates on it um uh, i'm sorry for the diplomatic representations was they could buy a car put diplomatic plates on it and, and not pay uh value-added tax and um so uh very shortly after the Russians opened this consulate or this representation, it was discovered that they were basically buying uh, two or three BMWs a week, buying them and registering them under the VAT free deal, uh, and then importing them as used, which enabled them to take 20, 25% off the book value, pay the VAT on that lower amount. And, uh, you know, this only saved about a thousand euros per car. But, you know, if you were doing two or three of them a week, uh, it made a nice little, you know, supplement to your to your Russian uh, uh, Russian civil service salary. So, yeah, that's just yeah, it's it's not quite it's not quite sort of, you know, assignations in parks or, you know, bumping off Putin's opponents with a cup of tea. But it was just this sort of, you know, for goodness sake, what kind of so, you know, just this ridiculous low level of constant constant grift um which plagues their armed forces of course which i suppose is we should regard as a good thing but you know what a what a sick society 
Yeah, I definitely wish I had more anecdotes. But yeah, I think just like, I guess my, my general point, and uh, you made a good point, Nick, is just to be more like, hey, those guys in that building over there are actual criminals doing specific crimes, like in that building right there that you see, you know. Um, so yeah, I think that's just my, my thought. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. I'll, I'll leave it there. Thank you for that. Yeah, no, uh, the Russians are actually on the top of the the delinquent list in New York City for fines. I mean, I, the last time I looked at it, it was really high. I mean, it was something like so Canadians when they're when when Canadians are told and they go to diplomatic postings, um, especially if they're in the military, like you will be, you know on your best behavior at all times, you will not get parking tickets. You will not, because the parking tickets aren't really enforceable. And, um, and the, the, the vehicles are considered sovereign territory of whatever country, the Russians literally something, I, I don't know the number of someone could find it, uh, not just millions, but tens and tens of millions of dollars in outstanding parking fines and, and things that they never pay. Um, it's one thing to have a, a you know, a, a one or two here or there, I guess in the course of a year, but they just don't care. Um, they milk the system, and uh, they're pretty known for that. Uh, and you know, uh, anyway. So I think uh, Donnie was next, and Ben. Yeah, I just I wanted to. Um, you sure someone um, says something along the lines that you know it's too late for them to be part of the Western world. It's too late for Russia. They've gone too far. They've committed too many crimes. It's over. Like. It's they are no longer part of the Western world of of modern society and really kind of dig in the fact that there's no possible way Russia is coming back the way it has been acting for the past 30 years. And um, I think it's a really uh, I get (laughs) I get anxiety coming up here and talking and that's why. Words will come out of my mouth, but something along those lines. But uh, yes, sorry, uh, that's it for me. No, thanks, Sarah. Sorry, go ahead, Ben or David or. Yeah, I think it was a really good point. What was just said, and um, nobody should be nervous to come up here because everybody has something to contribute. Everybody who's listening has something to contribute. Clearly, so thanks for coming up and saying that. And I think he, he, I think I'm sorry, I didn't get his name, but I think. Um, made a really good point. I mean, I'm not, I, I don't know that, that Russia and Russians will, will never, ever, ever in the history of the, you know, in the, in the future ever be able to earn their way. But I think Axel has been very eloquent over the months. They have to, they have to um, reconcile what they've done. And I guess not just what they've done in Ukraine, but what they've done as a culture throughout history. Um, it, it come to terms with the, the evil of, uh, of, of, of their crimes. And maybe at that point, I don't know. It's not for me to say. Uh, but but they can't. They can't just. This just won't end, and then Russia will be brought back in. No, there has to be. There has to be a a, a some sort of a, you know, a reconciliation with their own consciousness. Some sort of learning from you know and 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 transformation into a better culture, into a better place, and and and, and, and taking responsibility yeah. for what they've done. I'm thinking. You know, maybe a German can speak to how Germany was was uh, was Germans were you know um, were held accountable for the sins of their father for you know decades and um, and how that felt and and what that caught co- and what what their atrocities caused in World War II caused generations of their families. Yeah, well, Germany went under a specific process of denazification, right? That's something that the Soviets never 
the, the Russians never went through de-Sovietization. Uh, you would think you'd think that you know in the in the late nine mid to late nineties that would have been enough to say hey you know you, you went really low you went really bad and now you need to fix yourself. Don't just switch leaders, switch mentalities, switch switch cultural perspectives. You're not better than other people. In fact, your country is a shambles. Why? Because you don't have the necessary um, you don't have the necessary civil society in place. This is where you build it. This is where you you learn from the past, not reinforce the past with someone else who promises in a roundabout way to to re to re to deliver to reignite your empirical uh, imperial designs. But unfortunately, that's what that's the way the Russian culture went. You know, Russian culture. Um, I you know used to laugh and say, Russia is one of those weird places where you know they, they they need a benevolent dictator who's a strong man who will bash them around, uh, almost like a battered wife syndrome. Uh, it's gross and it's sad, uh, but this is this is what they've brought on themselves, um, and this is the you know the whole country, whether we like it or not, will suffer as a result. But we can't sit here and, and, and just humor Russia for 30 years more. Um, they're, they're literally upending world global peace. Uh, they are causing a food insecurity for hundreds of millions of people, all because Vladimir Putin believes Ukraine isn't a country. He believes they're little Russians. Um, it's really sick. So, I, you know, a lot of people say, well, what about the farmer? I'm sorry, what do you... What about what about the hundreds of millions and the billion other people in the world that are affected uh, by Putin's crazy policies? We we just can't ignore it, and we can't wait for it to be another Holocaust. We can't wait for it to be uh, six years of war and, and tens of millions of people dead. You know, some groups of people targeted specifically for their nationality or ethnicity. Um, give it time; it'll get there. We just don't want to let it happen, and if we can stop it, we will. Yeah, Ben. Um. I wanted to thank everyone who sent me uh, ideas for uh, things to tell the ambassador and uh, to shout out loud to the world. Um, in particular, those who said that the number of the children kidnapped should be used as a mantra, 200,000, 200,000, 200,000. It's powerful. Um, 300,000, then. I think, it's, I think it went out. 300,000. Um, the name of the weapons... Um, just listing the names of the weapons that have been um, brought by the world to fight off Russia, um, the Atakims, the, um, the Caesars, uh, whatever else, the T-72s from Slovakia, that would be that would be grand. Um, uh, maybe ask the ambassador if you have an, uh, an opportunity directly, the question, um, what has Russia done to condemn those who have uh, pillaged and raped and killed? in the name of that country. And finally, um, maybe um, begin every, cent every every paragraph by we hold those truths to be self-evident self um, because that it matches with the, the theme of the day. So if you keep the, the ideas coming. They're brilliant. I'm, I'm uh, passing them on. Um, uh, they're all been great. Thanks. All right, everyone, we're going, thank you, Ben. We're going to uh, spill the beans. A lot of people are coming in and asking, what's going on, what's going on? So in 15 minutes, Walter Report, Kamran Shrine will be reporting live from in front of the Russian embassy in Washington, D.C. Um, if all things work out properly with our audio-visual, 
um, and there might be a, a hiccup. Uh, so we will hopefully keep your keep your uh, your fingers crossed, um, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, you know, uh, we have we have uh, we have a, a large projector and a generator. Uh, we will be, you know, we will be working on uh, on on this, uh, you know, we we will be working on this presentation. Uh, it is already a pre-planned presentation. We have slides uh, from the Walter Report and Marie Aid that will be, uh, God willing, will be uh, projected onto the walls of the Russian embassy uh, in many places. And say Misha Berach, if that the projector should work. Uh, that's where we're going with this, um, and uh, we have hundreds of slides. Actually, uh, we will be speaking uh, as the Walter Report with our, you know, proper decorum. We will, we will be uh, news media will will possible probably be there uh, along with Secret Service and police and security, and we will be demonstrating what it means to be erudite and sophisticated and discussing the points that matter, the war crimes. The theft, the rape, the pillage, the murder that the Russians are conducting, and the whole world will hear the Walter Report in all its glory. Uh, a group of disparate people from all over the world, uh, from the left, from the right, different religions, no religion at all, people who have nothing in common other than common decency, uh, the love for humanity, and the belief that Ukrainians have a right to live free and independent in their own borders and with their territorial integrity, protected, defined, protected. By, by human rights, by the international rule of law. And we are going to be reporting to you live in less than 15 minutes in Washington, D.C. Uh, that we will provide a link to YouTube so you can view us and you'd have to turn down the volume because you'll be hearing us talking um, uh, through loudspeakers to the embassy staff, whoever, whatever poor souls are manning the stations there. Then we will go to other interesting places in Washington at a later after this event, uh, just to make sure we make sure, just to make sure that um, that the key principal representative of the Russian Federation in the United States hears our message and knows we're out there. So this is a big deal. Uh, well, first time Walter Report is physically going to be reported live, re- recorded and broadcast live at a diplomatic mission, the Russian Embassy in Washington, D.C. You can retweet it, let people know this is, quote-unquote, a special military operation. It's tongue-in-cheek. It's nothing militaresque. Um, this is going to be our, our American friends, uh, Benjamin Wittes. Uh, he's quite a well-known entity. Uh, Colonel Alex Vindman will be there, um, a friend of the show. Uh, this is a big deal. This is we're translating this into direct action, public, loud. We, you know, if they want to close their eyes to the images of death and destruction, rape and genocide that the Russian soldiers are committing in Ukraine, um, you know, they'll be hard pressed not to look at their own walls. Uh, and the blood is on their walls, and we will project it on their walls. That's what we're doing. Walter Report, 13 minutes away. Dusk is 9.09. We'll start a little earlier, and uh, hopefully all the the equipment works. Um, that's what we're doing now, and that's why I've been f- going off on the other, uh, going through messages and DMs. I just want everyone to know what's going on, and I hope you are as um, content as we are. Uh, we, we definitely uh, will be doing this more often, and we will be reminding the world and 
uh, in the world's uh, most important capital, uh, arguably Washington, D.C. We will be doing this on the uh, representative of the Russian Federation, which is right now the largest threat to world peace, uh, global food security, morality, humanity, and we will let them know exactly what we think of them and that they can't ignore our voices because we're not one voice. We're tens of thousands of voices. We're not bots. We're not paid trolls. We are freedom-loving people from around the world, and we will be reporting from the Russian embassy in Washington, D.C. Hey, Matt, uh, Yehuda, I think Maddie had a, had a hand up. Yes, I was going to go to him. Uh, go, You can go. I was done. So go ahead, Maddie. Oh, just a quick thing. And another example would be the 64th separate mortar rifle brigades that after the massacre in Bucha was awarded the honorary guard status. So I guess that's how the Russians reward war crimes. They don't punish them. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. No. And we can, all, we can bring all of these topics up, uh, right on our, right on that, uh, blood soaked wall of the Russian embassy. So here we go. There are a hundred slides, uh, and uh, we will have a live stream, and you can listen on Twitter. I'm just getting from our audiovisual team, our IT people in a back channel here are telling me. Um, I do have the link. I think the main account um, should, uh, should post it, uh, and they have that information. So we will post it quite shortly. And, uh, yes, and thank you for your suggestions. When we're asking for suggestions, it's more of what we can speak about. The actual technical aspect of this, the... The, um, the video and the slideshow has already been prepared, so we're not going to be able to add to that or put new things on that for now, but we can definitely take suggestions for a future event in order to do that. Uh, so the uh, suggestions for what we speak about are welcome because we're going to have a bit of time on the embassy uh, walls to talk about different things, but the, um, the data that we have that we will project onto the embassy is uh is currently set uh so i hope you understand we can't make those changes right now it's just not uh, logistically possible uh ben yeah becky is telling us that the um, the russian embassy sorry the russian embassy uh, owes a hundred and one thousand uh dollars in uh, unpaid parking fees and she wants she wants to know if the question will be raised Sure. I'm sure that number sounds low. Maybe that's the embassy in Washington. Uh, I know that in New York and Flushing Meadows, the UN, the number is ridiculously high. But uh, sure, we can we can we can talk about all of these things. So just get ready. It's in less than ten minutes. Um, very excited. Please retweet this piece. Please, people, uh, if you can go to that uh, the large uh, blue circle with a plus sign in it and um, and retweet the space. Say. Well, to report live from the Russian embassy in Washington, D.C., protest. Uh, we are exercising, or our friends in the United States are exercising their First Amendment right. Um, they're going to do so with dignity and honor, and we do so in the memory of those tens of thousands of uh, children and men and women and elderly murdered by Russian troops in a genocidal fashion. And we will find, unfortunately, more graves uh, once all of the Russians are removed from Ukraine. Um, this is our promise to you. We will be here 24-7 until this war is over. Uh, we support the freedom of Ukraine and the right for Ukrainians to live in their own land, to speak their own language, and to believe in whatever they believe in. 
So this is a, a, a watershed moment in, in social media, if I if I dare say, uh, where where random people get together and we produce and we provide uh, a clear, concise, rational argument to support Ukraine. And uh, I hope everyone uh, please does retweet the space. Please tag blue tick checkmark people and let people know um, this project we have is now live on the ground in Washington, D.C. We have a truck, a very large truck right now with a very large generator and a very large projector, a huge projector, very expensive one. And it is sitting on the back of this truck and it is projecting or it's warming up right now to uh, to uh, speak truth to power. So I'm very excited about that. All right, Ben again. Uh, yeah, this time it's me speaking. Um, I want to thank you for all the work you're doing. And I think you're being uh, a wonderful, wonderful person, wonderful human being, a wonderful Canadian, and we all love you. Thank you. Thank you, Yoda. Well, thank you, Ben. Uh, we are all part of this team, and uh, honestly, it's one of those things that anyone can say, uh, but I really mean it when I say the only reason why this works is because of everyone who volunteers and everyone who listens and volunteers their time to, uh, to be in this space. And uh, I want to thank everyone, because if it wasn't for this, this would just be me and Walter talking about the war in Ukraine. Uh, but now uh, one becomes two, two becomes uh, a thousand. And uh, that's the way we can affect change. Um, it starts somewhere. I once said at the beginning of this conflict that we are doing God's work here. We're doing really wonderful things by um, assisting the Ukrainian people in telling their story. And... Uh, some people said, "I don't know if I can do anything. I'm not. I'm just me. I'm just. I'm just. Uh, I'm just a dad. I'm just a mom. I'm just a postal worker. I'm just a homemaker. Um, how can I do something special? How can I change the world? Well, um, in order to do extraordinary things, the first requirement is to be ordinary. We are all ordinary in our own way, some more so than others. But as a collective group, as an aggregate, we have done a lot. We have." We have raised tens of hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars, actually, um, initially to come back alive. And then through Maria Aid, we've delivered millions of dollars of, of um, uh, hundreds of, at least $700,000 of medical supply. Uh, we've raised sixty, seventy thousand 70000 uh, just for tourniquets in total and combat first aid kits, I think. We've raised tens of thousands for drones. We've bought... Uh, we've received money from international organizations that believe in us at Maria Aid and, and bought uh, dozens and dozens of, of drones for the Ukrainians, um, all because we have a platform here that we we use to tell people. You know, we've got commitments for millions of dollars of, 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 of reconstructive surgery, medical surgeries, medical support because of people who listen here. Um, you know, and, and on top of it, every single per volunteer that works here and helps out, every single person uh, does it on their own dime. There's no administrative costs. No one, no one, you know, I joke and say there are no pizza parties, but it's literally like that. There, you don't even, you know, there are people who have to buy a second cell phone just so they can help organize and run the channel, and they buy it out of their own pocket. That's what this is about. And there's nothing more wholesome and real and legitimate than what we're doing here. And today... We're going to let the rest of the world know on CNNs and MSNBC because there's going to be, well, there already is a big truck in front of the Russian embassy as we speak about to project the Walter Report onto the Russian embassy. So 
unfortunately for Walter, he might be banned from Russia. So there'll be no uh, vacations uh, for him in, in Moscow. I'm sure he'll be really sad. Um, in the meantime, please go retweet the space. I'm going to go on mute for a second. Uh, thanks to you, Lena. Uh, I think she's heard the good news. And uh, we're grooving. We're moving and grooving right now. Uh, I have the link, uh, team. Uh, I'm going to go in the co-host position. Ben, thank you so much. A big round of applause to Ben for bringing us to this point. It's late in uh, in Paris. And uh, thank you, Ben, for your help and your guidance today. Uh, welcome to the panel, Michelle. I see you've joined. And uh, Adrian's here. And Nick, hopefully Nick stays up. Always has good things to say. And here we go. Yep, I'm here. Don't worry. Great. Um, and to be honest, however late it is in Paris, it is one hour later in Bucharest. Thank you, Adrian, for still being with us. Do you have something to share? And if you still asleep, it's okay as well. No, I didn't. I'm actually quite awake now. It's almost four o'clock and uh, I'm patiently waiting, looking forward to it. And I'm glad to be with all of you here. Um, okay. So I've got a very real question to ask you. I'm sorry to do it on, uh, online, but um, how's your friend? Um, she sent me, she's okay today, but she just can tell me she's okay because she's in a very difficult part of the front. So uh, in the last couple of days, uh, she was just telling me in the morning and in the evening, a little plus sign and uh, I'm okay. So I don't know more than that. Uh, but if she could speak tonight, she would have some definite choice words for the Russians. Uh, I guess the things that uh, breaks my heart is that she is a very loving person that had never a bad word to say about anyone. And uh, I hate the Adrian, Russians. T- t- tell the room who doesn't know who Ben was referring to, who your friend is and what she does. And don't tell us where she is, but what she is and what she does. Ah, yes. She's uh, my partner, my life partner, and she's Ukrainian, and she's uh, decided to volunteer as a combat medic in the National Guard, and is somewhere in the east, close, close to the line. And uh, what I wanted to say is that she's the kind, loving person, never had a bad word to say about anyone, not even about Russians. And uh, I hated the Russians for putting hate in her heart she said that she will never forgive and never forget them for what they've done to her country and no, and nor should they so it takes a special kind of person as well for you to be there to uh to support her while she's uh supporting her country in the in its time of need and it's a beautiful thing and i guess welcome uh katarina uh co-founder of the shadows project i assume you're here to uh hear us uh broadcast live to the Russian embassy staff who were there on a Sunday night before a holiday. I think we're going to give them a bit of a surprise. Uh, projector is up. Uh, let me find out here and go ahead. I just got to get the co-host on. Welcome, Katerina. Hello. Thank you for having us. We're getting set up over here at the embassy. So we'll be ready to start very soon, I think. Amen. We'll tell uh, Ben, I did say that Misha Berach, so uh, that projector better work. Yeah. Tell, uh, I'm here with Katerina. Uh, uh, the Almighty listened to your Misha Berach. The, the lamp fired up just fine. Uh, and we are going to be, we are pulling up now 
on the back side of the embassy where they don't expect us. And we have, we are now uh, live on the back of the consulate. I'm going to find a good spot. And then we are going to start our live stream in a moment. Uh, and I will call in uh, on my own account in a little while. Thank you, Benjamin. And just so you know, uh, the, that, that, that humming sound in the background is the a generator of truth and a very uh, it will big power generator. <laughs> it will power that beautiful projector and it will send that message to the russian embassy staff and eventually the world uh, that uh, we will not ignore the genocide in ukraine we will not give sucker to the russians and we certainly won't them won't let them sit there in the united states and think that the whole world doesn't see what they're doing thank you so much katerina amen all right so we have a, a bunch of people uh, it was touch and go. I was worried. I was getting text messages from Benjamin about uh, about uh, about the, the generator. <laughs> Sorry about the projector. So if you can, just uh, give Katerina a follow. And when Benjamin gets in, if you don't already follow him, he is an amazing individual uh, with uh, great conscience and leadership. Uh, we're so glad to be working together, and Katerina as well. Um, thank you so much. And here we go. All right. Do we so, have uh, Yehuda? Do we have a link yet for folks? Uh, um, I have the link. I'd like Walter report. Uh, I will send it. Let's get it up and running. Let's post that link. Uh, it's not live yet, I guess, but we will get it live. Uh, did Katerina drop down? Yeah, so she just dropped down. And for those for that now. just tuned in, that that link is a link to the YouTube visual of what of what's going on at the Russian embassy, right? It's a link. Yeah, so- to, it's a link to see what's live. Now, here's a trick. Here's a tip for those who aren't the best at the interwebs. Um, if you're going to be watching it on your computer, uh, and you you will probably hear the, the feedback from the the Twitter that you're on on your phone. So definitely, um, uh, you're going to have to lower one uh, so you don't uh, you don't hurt your ears. And welcome back, Katerina. And uh, it feels good. It feels good to be. Uh, to be where we're at, uh, in front of the Russian embassy or behind it, where they didn't expect them. And uh, if the Russians have little stingers in there trying to uh, play around with connections, uh, I don't think it will be effective from your position. Um, we've been coy with what's going on. Let the cat out of the bag officially very recently. Uh, I received a dozen messages from people asking, can I come? I'm in Washington. I want to be there. Um, so you might get some stragglers showing up. Uh, and that's great. So let's go ahead and wait for that link. Uh, Walter, can you get that link going, please, from the Walter Report mainline? Yeah, absolutely. It would be a pleasure. And again, welcome, Katarina, Oskar Prosimo, my space. And uh, if you have a link, shoot it to me, and I'm going to take the video feed from In Lieu of Fun uh, YouTube channel. Actually, you who that you can attach it to the nest to yourself as well i'm on it that youtube link that okay i will apologize i just got covid and i am going to barrel through we are going to do this we will go live hold on a sec okay battle moose the link uh where is that link do 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 here's the link i will give it to battle moose okay i'm going to post the link myself Hold on to your seats, ladies and gentlemen. We have uh, we have a projector fired up. We have four minutes to dusk in Washington. They're just a few more minutes ahead of 
me where I am. And Michelle, do you have questions? Uh, are you ready ready to go yourself there? I notice you don't always come up to the speakers panel. Yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm just waiting for you guys to start. Okay, I'm great. Supposed to um, be led by someone else, is it? Like a narration or something? No, well, yeah, we'll, we'll go through it. Uh, you'll see the, uh, in lieu of fun, I hope that's the right one. Well, someone sent me a link. I just hope that's it. Well, I'm just gonna... I, believe, I believe that's the link. Sorry, in lieu of fun, okay. All right, let's uh, retweet and get ready. How do I do this here? My goodness. I wish I paid attention in school. So uh, the, this, the video pin is not yet up on YouTube channel. We are monitoring it, so stay put. As okay. soon as it begins, we'll just attach it, tweet it out, and attach it to the nest. I, I've attached it. In lieu of fun YouTube channel. We just set everything up on the Russian embassy, so we're around back where they aren't expecting us, and we are almost ready. So I think there will be a link very soon. Perfect. Now, some of you wonder why we didn't have it ready before. Well, we wanted to make sure that no nasty trolls do silly things on the interwebs. So that's why we have it coming live. I did post something. I hope it's the right link. If it's not, we will post the correct one as well. Uh, and my uh, nest is not working 100% here. So, <clears throat> yeah, we may need another link. I think that is just to um, a library of in lieu of fun. I don't see any specific link there. Okay, never mind. So someone better than me should do that because I've clearly not risen to the occasion. Is Ben on? Ben with? I'm no, here. No, no. The yeah, ben, ben, no, I'm not here. No, got it, David. Um, Benjamin's going to join shortly on his own account once everything's up and running. Uh, okay. So I'm wondering if there's somebody else um, who can send us a different one. Yeah, no, Benjamin will send it to Walter. Walter's going to be responsible okay. for that. Okay. Yeah, don't worry about that. Also, there's some people who I don't recognize who'd like to speak, but it says human rights in your name there. Uh, you're going to have to send me a message. Um, uh, in order to come up to the panel, uh, if you have a, what your question is, uh, because I, if I don't know you, it, we're we're not uh, you're not known to the Walter Report. Um, we uh, we want to uh, utilize the time we have. So that's uh, who's that? Yeah, here? I have a couple of those as well. So I'll, I'll need yeah. those for this. Yeah, you'll, need you'll those have to, Yeah, you'll have to message uh, because uh, it's not a free for all today. It's a very moderated and curated event we are i wonder katarina is there a crowd there can you tell us a bit about what's on the ground yeah give us a a teaser absolutely so we have gotten a bit of attention being on the side of the road with a giant um projector in front of the russian embassy so we did have a bit of a crowd gathering at the front of the russian embassy we have some of the regular fans of the projection operation that have showed up to watch and We had to go around back because I think the Russians were better prepared for us this time around. They are back with more Z spotlights than ever. And so their front side of the embassy is very well equipped. So we went around back to try and catch them by surprise. So we're setting up for that now. Amazing. So there are are Russians manning the stations there. It's not just one clerk in security. No, no. They have, when I was... I think they had at least six different spotlights being manned. And as soon as we pulled up to the embassy within minutes, there were quite a few cars that started arriving and going into the embassy. So I think that they are 
getting word of what's happening and some embassy staff is arriving. Now, I feel bad mentioning it 45 minutes ago. Maybe maybe they have friends listening. Who knows? Who really cares? Because we're doing it on the backside anyway, which is kind of poignant, well, right? It's where it's where uh, it's where they do most of their talking from. Would you say? Katarina? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so, <laughs> well, it also just goes to show you, you know, look how much, how much, how many resources they're putting in to keeping, um, you know, uh, projections off their embassy. Uh, they're afraid of what we have to say, and they're absolutely, the they're and terrified they're, of the truth. And, that, that's and just, the and just for the audience as well. So, Katerina and her crew, and, and and Benjamin and Alex, they've been doing projectors for a while. Um, there's, a, it's a known thing. Um, so uh, the Russians try to be prepared. They try to obfuscate the projection by putting spotlights on. They think they're very clever with their neo-Nazi Z symbol, which is what it's become. Uh, and they're not as clever. Um, having on the backside of the embassy where, where, where the Russian foreign ministry does most of its talking from uh, is, I think, especially poignant. And I think it's hilarious. So uh, thank you, Katerina. What? What, a, what about police presence? Is there good security there, police around? Um, not yet. I suspect that we will have some police presence showing up as things get started, but we did not see any police presence when we pulled up, and there still hasn't been any. That's the, that humming in the background is the projector arriving. But, um, yeah, as of now, pretty quiet. I don't see a lot of police presence now. Okay, that'll probably change when the Russians start calling. Amazing. You know, well, what's, you know, what's amazing is they're sitting there on a Sunday night, right? And what they're doing is, you know, you can imagine what's going on inside that embassy. They're probably in touch with uh, the overseers in Moscow. Look what's happening. They're spending resources and time. And uh, this is, you know, it's causing them to, to, to pay attention to something they wouldn't ordinarily have to pay attention to and, and devote resources and the hell with them. Let them let them waste their time and their money on this. Um, this is this is good. Hundred percent. Thank you, David. Um, okay. So for those again who are looking to speak and we've not heard from you before, please send us a message. Uh, we do know that we're getting new new people uh, being interested just because of what's going on. So go ahead, please, and send a message. That means you, Mary, uh, and then our Arabic friend whose name I did not see. Uh, but it has some human rights organization in your bio. Uh, feel free to send us a message. Let us know who you are, friend or foe. All right. So we're just waiting right now to the room. We're waiting to hear back from our friends on the ground. They are going to set up um, a, they're setting up a projector right now on the walls of uh, the Russian embassy in the rear. And the front is covered by a lot of camera uh, uh, spotlights uh, to try to uh, drown out our presentation. So we are going to have a presentation uh, over 100 slides uh, from Walter Porter Marie Aide, right on top of the Russian embassy. We will conduct ourselves as we do any normal night um, with uh, a plum and uh, uh, proper uh, decorum and manners, and we will speak truth to power. So thank you again, and just give it a second. Uh, we will be posting the link. You can view it on your computer. And uh, that's great. So, Katerina, how many people there do we have assembled, roughly, do you think? On our team, sorry, let me move away from the giant projector. Um, we have four people here on the ground from our team. We have one reporter, I believe he's from the Washington Post. And we just got a string of 
some other bystanders. So we have a small crowd of bystanders as well. I think that everyone went to the front and now people are locating us around back. We have people here wearing Ruski Vajane Karabuli t-shirts. So it's a great crowd. It means, and for those who wonder them, says, hello, Russian worship. Uh, and then, a, well, you know what it says. I won't repeat it, but yes, um, definitely amazing. Katerina, can you tell us a bit about the previous, um, the mood and the, 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 co- the composition of the crowd? Is it people from all walks of life? What have you seen over the past uh, couple months? Um, I think it, it's it's people from all walks of life, which is really awesome to see. I We have a few people here in the crowd that have come to the previous projections that are Americans, that are not Ukrainians, but have just really enjoyed, you know, taking this stand in such an unconventional way and being able to participate in this kind of movement and, you know, something seeing something different going on and so we have we also have a lot of the residents that live on embassy row that are here to watch the show um because their sunday nights are being disrupted by our giant projector running but um it's great i would say it's a really good mix actually i think it's a lot of interested washingtonians that are here to you know do something different and show that they still care they're still watching and i think people People are enjoying kind of sticking it to the Russian embassy in this way, which really shows that the spirit is still high even after five months, four months. Incredible. Yeah, I know we've got messages from people who have asked, like as as you were, as we were announcing it, asking, I can't, how, when does it start? I'm an hour away. I'll drive there right now. That's how interested people are to, to actually support. Um, I got about a dozen messages um, people who wanted to be there. So we wanted to keep a little hush-hush, but uh, I hope that, uh, I mean, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, and I, I think that it goes to show that when you give people an opportunity to be involved in some in such an unconventional way, you know, people are really looking for ways to get involved. People want to show up, people want to show out, and people are still supporting Ukraine. That's incredible. All right, so we're just still waiting here uh, for for uh, our friends to give us the link. So it will be a live link to a live feed. Uh, They're interested to um, get it up and running again. We were scheduled to kick off around 9.09 Washington, uh, D.C. local time. And now we're just waiting for the rest of it. All righty. You know, you could have occurred to me when we were talking earlier about uh, various crimes against humanity, war crimes, and others, and it, it, that the Russians have perpetrated upon Ukraine, the Ukrainian people. Um, I believe it was Ben that mentioned the the, uh, the pre- deprivation of food, and you know, obviously the the, the the that goes to to the country of Ukraine, but it's really an international war crime, right? When you think about it, because the the, the what we're hearing coming out of uh, out of Africa, other places in the world that rely on this grain and aren't getting it uh, from Ukraine because of the Russians. Um, it's a it's a it's a it's a war crime that is that, that the Russians have perpetrated on the entire world, um, and you know that's the kind of thing that um, that they're going to have to to answer for, uh, even when this is all over with, even after the Ukrainians win this war, because it's not just it's not just Ukraine. I mean, obviously, it, you know, Ukraine gets the major ninety nine percent of the brunt of it, but it's the world, it is the world that is being victimized by these evil bastards. Sorry about that. Just uh, had a situation. And uh, no, 100%, David. And 
uh, you know, I think it's great. I think we, we have a great panel here tonight to bring up uh, and talk. Alexander Bacchus, uh, brother from another mother, uh, only guy that makes me look small. Um, and uh, he's here. Thanks, Alex. We also have uh, have Michelle, um, who is a, a, a accomplished lawyer and, and an activist, and she's joined us. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Cover off for me, David. I'm just going to text and try to get that link, please. We are monitoring this, so uh, please stay put. As soon as the link appears on in lieu of fun YouTube channel, we're going to immediately tweet it out and attach it here to the net. And meanwhile, uh, we changed the title of the space to Special Military Operation and hashtag Russia is a terrorist state, which has been proven on multiple occasions, specifically regarding the recent Russian attacks on uh, not just civilian infrastructure, but on shopping malls, on apartment blocks, targeting civilians and killing civilians, and continuing Russian war crimes in Ukraine and continuing Russian genocide of Ukraine. And this will be projected on the Russian embassy as well. Yeah, and, and these slides are, 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 these projections are extremely graphic, but, you know, the war is graphic. The war, we can talk and we can, we can, we can talk about it and, and, and we can take a look at these pictures, but this needs to be in their faces. They need to see the pictures of the bodies. Um, Maddie, you had your hand up. Yeah. Um, Please. Kind of, I'm not a legal professional. Uh, but it seems that one of the organizations is already recognized as a terror group by the United States government and by Canada. Specifically, I'm talking about the Russian imperial movements, and they are actively being deployed right now in eastern Ukraine. They've officially, on their Telegram channel, uh, confessed that they're under the protection of the Russian MOD. They're enjoying the same benefits. So they're integrated into the Russian state. So at least officially part of the Russian state is already recognized as a terrorist organization. So does that provide any legal grounds to proceed uh, to recognize the entire government and the entire state as a, a sponsor of terrorism? Well, it becomes, um, you know, I, I, I think actually, you know, Ben Wittes is here. Ben, I don't know if you heard that question. Um, you're probably in the best position to answer it. Welcome, Ben. Ben might just be a little busy doing what he has to do, so I don't know. Yeah. Let's just give him uh, that wide well, berth. Yeah, so the designation of Russia as a terrorist I am actually here, real... and I can speak. Oh, oh excellent, so, Ben. So, Benjamin, did you um, hear the question? I did hear the question, and um, uh, in the ultimate act of map multitasking, I will answer the question while I am uh, getting our live stream ready. Um, so the answer is, uh, the question is very perceptive. Uh, to the extent that there are designated foreign terrorist organizations on the U.S. list that are being actively supported uh, by the Russian state, um, the, uh, uh, it would be within the discretion of the, uh, uh, of the state, state Department. Department in conjunction with the Attorney General to designate uh, the Russian state as a state sponsor of terror. Now, there are many states that sponsor terrorist organizations that we don't designate. So the fact that a state is conceivably designatable does not mean it will be designated, and it actually doesn't mean as a, uh, as a prudential matter that it should be designated. But 
Uh, I certainly think uh, there is a plausible case for designation uh, of Russia. Now, that said, the, uh, the broader point is that once you're engaged in systemic war crimes, um, it's a little bit redundant to designate you as a, a state sponsor of terror, but it is possible. Um, so uh, can I uh, switch gears for a moment and update you on our situation? Absolutely. Go for it, Ben, so please. We are now on the backside of the embassy, uh, uh, not because of Russian countermeasures, uh, which uh, we were happy to blow through, but because the lens on the big-ass projector uh, turns out to have a bit of a shorter throw than we knew, which is fine, actually, because uh, we mostly want to use it to show the movie Mr. Jones in a, in a, in a few weeks, and uh, the, the crispness of, of the resolution is uh, um, uh, really beautiful. That said, uh, it works better on the backside of the embassy, so we moved back, and I'm going to uh, mute myself now and set up my live stream uh, to YouTube, at which point we I will rejoin you and we can uh, show some slides. All right, sounds good. Thanks, Ben. Sounds uh, great. So as uh, said earlier, this the moment the YouTube uh, stream is set up, we're going to attach it here to the Nest. So you should be able to look into it in the background, maybe from your computer, PC, Mac, whatever, but stay on your phone and uh, listen to this stream as well. And we're going to comment uh, what's going on on the slides. And there will be some photos of Russian war crimes committed in Ukraine and uh, photographic evidence of that projected upon Russian embassy, an embassy of a terrorist state. Ben, if you still can hear me, are you able to videotape um, from your perspective the projector, not just for the live stream, but just in general, are people videotaping it? Is there news media taping this? Is CNN going to be there, MSNBC? I don't know who's going to be there. I did alert the Washington Post reporter who wrote the story about the first of the special military operations that we would be here. And uh, I do expect once the YouTube stream is live and uh, we uh, start tweeting it out, and I hope everybody uh, on the uh, uh, Walter Report will tweet it out. It has a way of becoming a uh, kind of news story of its own. Uh, but uh, give me 10 minutes and I will be live. Sounds good, Ben. Take your time. Do what you need to do. So please, you heard the you heard Benjamin. Please go ahead and retweet the space. Let, let the world know. Let's make this the news story that the Russians don't want to hear. Let's make this uh, a memorable 4th of July for the Russian embassy staff who have all scurried home from their barbecues and their baked fish and pickled everything, uh, whatever they like to eat, their favorite dish, Napoleon, um, or Olivier, sorry, Olivier. Well, um, um, so for those who, oh, I'm sorry, did you? Yeah, just, uh, yeah, that? you know me. Uh, but basically the Russian embassy staff are heading back to the embassy. They're probably panicked. They've all got their little um, projectors ready to light up the front of the embassy, but that's not going to work this time. Probably trying to figure out how to uh, how to cause us problems, fiddle around with the internet, play around with the YouTube channel. We're onto them, and we have a plan. And uh, uh, usually, this is a, a holiday weekend in the United States. It's July Fourth tomorrow, which is American Independence Day. I presume the Russian embassy would have been closed. So uh, this is definitely uh, a poignant. This is the first uh, 
uh, Independence Day uh, and hopefully the last one that this war continues through, it's uh, it means a lot. It's uh, the American people saying on their Independence Day, enough's enough, Russia. We're on to you. We will not. We will support Ukraine. We will not give up. We will not allow you to make a mockery of international justice, of the international rule of law, of the free rights of every uh, unalienable right of every Ukrainian to live in peace in their country. And uh, Americans right now are leading the way, showing the free world that they will not support this, and they will constantly speak truth to power. And that's from the administration of the United States to the American military to NGOs and civil society like Benjamin and Katerina, who are all doing the right thing and standing up to an evil aggressor who is committing genocide in Ukraine. And I want everyone, please, to retweet the space. We're live right here. We are at the Russian embassy in Washington, D.C., a center of world politics. It's And it's on you know, the night before Independence Day, um, this is the time to let the Russians know just exactly what the whole world thinks about them. So please join me in retweeting this space. Over to you, David. Uh, no, I was just going to uh, summarize for those. I noticed people are joining. We're getting a lot of uh, folks coming into the space, which is fantastic. Uh, just a summary of where we are. I think you just did a good job of that. We're about to, Walter Report is about to, uh, together with... Um, uh, with with in concert with with Benjamin Witt's group, um, we are going to be projecting hundred plus slides uh, of war crimes that the Russians have perpetrated upon the Ukrainian people onto the Russian embassy. Uh, ben Ben Wittes, who's on the on the space right now, can tell you exactly what's going on on the ground when he gets back. I think he wanted about ten minutes, but they were moving around to the back of the embassy. You heard it pointed out that. Uh, the Russians um, were trying to light up their embassy. I suppose at this point, you know, they've called in, you know, everybody from the embassy so that they can light their cell phone. Um, I imagine they're using their cell phone uh, flashlights to light up the embassy to distort the light. But it isn't going to work because we have gone around the back of the embassy and uh, we're going to treat the Russians to a show of their own horrors. Uh, speak truth to power, pictures of, uh, of of what they've done. And we're talking about uh, those of you in this space who've been with us since the beginning know of the horrors of, of the Russian war crimes, the genocide, the perpetration of rape and murder of, Indi- of, 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 of civilians in places like Bucha, in places like Mariupol, in small towns throughout Ukraine and East. And, and um, we're going to show the Russians what they've done so that they can't sanitize it. They're very good at lying. They may not be quite as good at fighting, but they're good at lying. And they can't lie to when they see the truth shown upon their own their own home in Washington, D.C. And I think Yehuda, you were very pointing, to, you know, pointing out that this is U.S. Independence Day weekend and the symbolism of, uh, of Americans standing up, speaking truth to power, letting the Russians know that this is something that we are not going to forget. This is something that uh, we're not going to let them forget. And long after this war in Ukraine, in Ukraine is is done, and Ukraine is one uh, is one uh, back the the, the lands the Russians have illegally seized. Uh, and in the midst of rebuilding places like Mariupol and Severodonetsk and, and other cities that the Russians have destroyed, the Russians are still going to be held accountable. Putin and his hench people, his henchmen, are going to be held accountable for the war war crimes that they've committed whether it's in The Hague or some other place, they're going to be brought 
brought to justice. So there's a long, there is a long way to go here. Once the once the Russians have been uh, thrown out of uh, out of Ukraine, uh, then then justice is going to have to be met, and they are going to be held accountable for the vicious genocidal crimes that they have perpetrated upon the Ukraine. And tonight is a reminder of that. Tonight is a reminder to the Russians that, and to the world that um, we are not going to forget, that we are aware, that we know, that we're standing in support of Ukraine, that we're standing in support of Ukrainian people, uh, that this unprovoked attack against a peaceful country for no other reason than to, to, to expand its own evil empire um, is not going to be tolerated. It will not stand.